The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Hi, Miss Fram. Welcome to the Ask Theory Podcast. Ayun. Hello, Mikael, and to all the followers and listeners of Ask Theory. Ayun, yun po. <laughs> Ayun, oo. Si Miss Fram ay isa sa aking long-time friends in the science communication community. So I'm very happy to have her here on the show with us today. And ang specialty ni Miss Fram ay ang pagkukwento sa publiko tungkol sa isang area of science na Marami tayong tanong, marami tayong medyo hindi naiintindihan o naguguluhan at i-share ni Ms. Fram ang kanya experiences with communicating this particular area of science to the public. So, without further ado, let's talk about you. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, and how you fell in love with science? Okay, so right now we are I head the communication team of the Philippine Nuclear Research Institute. So ibig sabihin noon kapag nasa communication ka, so yung mga in charge dun sa content creation, mm-hmm. mga scripts, mga social media posts, mga press release, and also we do media relations, events organizing, and information services po dito sa Philippine Nuclear Research Institute. So dun po sa ano, dun sa question na how did you fall in love with science? Wow, it started a long time ago. <laughs> Ayun, a long time ago, meaning nung elementary pa ako, Miko, napansin ko nung grade 3 ako, I loved yung mga basic na genetics lesson natin. That time, like, like dun sa family, sino sa family ninyo yung tang rollers who have curly hair, mga ganyan. So, na-learn ko doon na yung mga things na gano'n, yung mga traits na gano'n, ay namamana pala sa parents. So, when I got home, I asked my parents to roll their tongue, ganyan. Tingnan ko, <laughs> kanino ba ako nagmana? Mga ganun ba? So, parang na-enjoy ko yon So, and then when I was in grade 5 and grade 6, ginawa kong contestant sa Quiz B. So, na-hurdle ko naman several levels. So, wow. I think dun sa kakabasa at kaka-review about science, dun ko nakita na ang lawak ng science from atoms to cells to rocks to planets to the universe. So, and I was always amazed that there was always something new to learn. And I think that's how I fell in love with science. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful story of uh, falling in love with science. That's where we all start. That sense of wonder, yeah. that curiosity. Bakit ganito? Bakit ganyan? But I'm sure yeah. that, you know, on your path towards becoming who you are today, nabuo yung mission mo, yung that one thing that you want to do in your life as a science communicator. So if you could capture that in one sentence, parang beauty contest lang. What, wow. would, your, <laughs> what would your one sentence mission as a science communicator be and why? Oh, okay. Ang grabe ng word na mission. It's so big, no? Medyo nakaka-overwhelm kasi pag, pag sa government, pag sinabi mong mission, ang daming mga ibig sabihin nun, no? Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, my mission, big word din to, is to help develop science culture among our people. So, science culture, big word din, ano? So, I think may nakikita ako dito mga tatlong points. So, ibig sabihin nung to help. Help lang, ha? Hindi ako yung gagawa nito. Pero tutulong. Uh, buti yung malinaw. 
Yes. <laughs> to help develop science culture among our people. So first is yung gusto kong magkaroon ng wow feeling no about science. Ito yung nangyari sa atin ng mga bata pa tayo na napapawaw tayo, di ba? So as government information officers, especially sa mga youth, gusto ko sana na magkaroon sila ng wow feeling kapag nakakapagbasa sila something about science that they will continue to be amazed with the wonders of S&T and dun sa pagkakaroon nila ng amazement na yon at curiosity dadalhin nila yon hanggang paglaki nila pagtanda nila and i hope that yun magkakatulong na mag-contribute to the creativity and innovativeness of Filipinos as a people so kasi yun parang end point nung wonder about science and technology, di ba? Parang, kunwari sa mga elementary level students, kapag amazed na sila sa science, it's very probable na paglaki nila, they will take science as a career path or even science communication like us. Okay. <laughs> mga ganun. And then, pangalawa naman yung gusto ko rin makatulong na ang mga tao ay magkaroon ng science-based na decision-making. They will see science as an important factor dun sa paggawa ng decision and even sa mga higher levels dun sa policy-making din. Ano. So this is really very important sa public, especially sa public health as we have seen in the COVID pandemic, di ba? So in, even in climate change, in saving the environment, at marami pang applications kasi ang lawak nga ng science. So I hope to help then na ang mga decision makers and policy makers ay mag-rely sa science dun sa gagawin nilang mga decision. And number three siguro dito sa science culture is I want to help integrate science in the everyday life of people. Yung bang hindi na tayo magpapaniwala sa mga superstitious beliefs, sa mga urban legends, <laughs> sa mga fake news, diba? disinformation. So lagi lang facts based yung paniniwalaan natin yung mga information that are vetted and reviewed by experts. Ayun po. Yun yung three points ko sa aking pangarap o mission <laughs> about uh, helping develop science culture among Filipinos. Ayun. Ako, agree ako dyan. Gusto lang natin linawin mm-hmm. sa mga tagapakinig natin na hindi namin sinasabi ni Miss Fram na masama na maging interested sa mga urban legends or myths. Ngayon, <laughs> yeah. diba? These are reflections then of culture. If you look at the history of the Philippines, yung mga paniniwala or superstitions, actually, pag tinignan mo sila, meron silang scientific truth. Karamihan sa kanila, behind it. Some of these are ways in which the people of the past try to explain the phenomena around yeah. them. So para sa akin, nare-release din yeah. sa science kasi yung curiosity nila na bakit ito nangyari has led them to come up with their own stories. What we are saying here ni Miss Fram is mm-hmm. not to just stick to these and just be content na, ah, pag right, sinabing, right. di ba? Pag sinabing, ah, huwag mo itong gawin kasi sabi sa pamahiin o sa ano, masamang gawin ito. Kailangan lagi tayong critical thinkers and lagi tayong nag-gawag ng decision based on facts and logic. Which is, That's which is, so right, which is exactly you know what we need right now kasi mm-hmm. it's it's not like i said it's not bad to be entertained or to be interested in these stories pero dapat yung paggagawa natin ng decision sa pang-araw-araw na buhay ay nakabase sa facts and sa right yes oo and yun nga sabi nga sabi nga ni Miss Fermi sa mga mission niya ay matulungan ang Pilipinas o mga Pilipino na maging gumagawa ng decisions based on science and that's because yung science hindi lang naman yan sa sense of wonder nagtatapos na blow yung mm-hmm. minds natin because there's something wonderful but how can we apply these wonders of science in everyday life so that we can solve everyday problems which leads us to the main topic for today which is communicating 
the science and benefits, and maybe some disadvantages, but overall, a nuanced discussion of nuclear power. So, tanongin natin mm-hmm. si Ms. Fram. Sabi nila, you, mm-hmm. your work won't feel like work if you like what you do. So, na-curious so ako. Cool. What is it mm-hmm. that you like about nuclear power? Yeah. What is it that I like? Kasi ito pa rin yung may wow factor eh. Kasi mm-hmm. diba, look, pag sinabi mong nuclear, ang liit-liit niya, no? it's something very small. You can even see it with your naked eyes. Pero it can be very, very powerful. no? It can power a whole village. It can power a whole city. Yet uh, it also costs much, much lower than other power sources. And pag sinabing nuclear power, walang carbon emission, environment-friendly siya. So that is just about nuclear power. At isa lang yan dun sa aspect na kinukommunicate ng mga science communicators sa PNRI. So nuclear power and of course, nuclear science and technology then. Yun. So, yung wow factor na yan kasi ang dami kasi din nakikita. At, at the end of that, kagaya din sinabi mo kanina, yung mga benefits and advantages kasi sobrang malaki compared na coming from a very, very small source. Parang ganon. And yun nga eh. And of course, we're all familiar with the discussion of nuclear power. Let's be honest, it's a very complicated Sometimes yeah. messy, no? Very controversial. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. the word. A very controversial right. discussion. Even mm-hmm. even scientists mismo, the people who know these things, they have some different opinions about that. But we're not going to get into that in this episode. If you want to learn more about perspectives on nuclear power, I invite you to listen to our past episode featuring PNRI Director Carlo Arcilia. You know, he he had a lot to say about nuclear power. So if you have some questions about nuclear power, I urge you to listen to that episode. You can find it in our episode catalog. But for Ms. Fram, kasi ang sa akin, sobrang interesting ng work mo eh. Parang, imagine you advocate for this cause for a living. What would you say is your most memorable experience related to your work? Yeah, ayun. Dudugtungan po lang yung sinabi mo kanina, no? Yung sinabi rin ng boss ko dati, no? Nuclear power is is a product that is very hard to sell, kung baga, no? So, <laughs> sobrang challenging talaga yung pagiging information officer or science communicator ng nuclear science and technology. So, ayun. Most memorable experience ko, actually... Nung wala pa ako dito, nag-start yun in 2011. I was not yet with PNRI at that time. I was still with STII, which is the information arm of DOST. Ano pa yung most memorable experience ko that time? 2011 yon, and that was the time of the Fukushima nuclear accident. Uh-huh. So that was my baptism of fire when it comes to nuclear emergency communication. Ang good thing nito, uh, during that time, meron na palang mga protocol na sinusunod kapag may nangyayaring ganito na nuclear incident, nuclear accident, ganyan. So you just have to follow the set standards, no? Yet, there are still many lessons learned because every emergency is unique, no? So there's also a different way of responding to or as each emergency. So at, at that time, hindi naman tayo yung nagkaroon ng nuclear accident, no? So it was Japan, but it was just a few thousands of kilometers away. And then we had some, about 9,000 something people dun sa Japan at that time. So yun yung pinaka-memorable sa akin kasi I learned many things on how to communicate uh, properly 
yung nangyayari no so at hindi yun nangyayari dito sa Pilipinas nang nangyayari yun sa ibang lugar and yet ang dami ring <laughs> nangyayari for nangyayari no at sa paligid kasi ang daming mga hoax news hindi pa uso ang social media at that time pero mga text messages na mga fake news mga maling information that you really have to respond to agad-agad Ayan, so most memorable experience to sa akin kasi nakita ko yung mga steps na dapat gawin kapag merong ganitong nangyayari. So first is you have to get information only from authorized sources. So yun, huwag kang makinig sa mga sabi-sabi ng iba-iba. So sino yung authorized sources namin? So first is the International Atomic Energy Agency at pangalawa yung Japan Atomic Energy Agency. So yun, kasi doon nangyayari yung Fukushima accident at that time. And then yung second is, nakita ko na they have, oh, we have a direct link with the office of the President of the Philippines. Dedicated line ito doon sa ni President Aquino at that time. No? So yung phone line na yun, he used it to check out the situation with PNRI. So kapag tumunog, alam mo na na si Pino yung tumatawag. So yun po. And then another is to coordinate and collaborate with disaster responding agents. Ito yung NDRRMC kasi ito yung mga kasama ng PNRI and the Office of the Pag-contain, no, mag-address dun sa situation. And then, ano pa, yun lang yung sinabi ko kanina yung how to fight the fake news na wala pang social media at that time, puro text. Pero... Diba, there was a time na ano na nagrun out ang iodine ng iodine dun sa mga pharmacies kasi yung mga tao oh, nagulat din ako doon eh but bakit iodine at mm. bakit nawala lahat ng iodine sa mga pharmacy yun pala ang dami lang nag-circulate ng mga text messages na bumili kayo ng iodine kasi daw yun daw yung panlaban dun sa ano dun sa radiation na <laughs> Yeah, nga. Nga. <laughs> nakatanggap ako ng text na ganyan eh. <laughs> Parang ako, ano to? Eh, hindi, hindi naman ako, I'm not saying I'm a scientist, pero you know, I, I am I am skeptical about these things. Lalong-lalo right. na yung mga random na text na ganyan. Parang ako, ano to? So, I do remember this. This, this indeed happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Oo. So, yun yung mga time na talagang ma- na-challenge ka as a science communicator kasi di ba useless naman yung pagbili ng iodine kasi in the first place wala naman talagang mataas na radiation level dito sa Philippines at saka yung hangin at that time was going away hindi naman papunta dito sa Philippines ayun so isa pa din na ano bakit naging memorable siya sa akin is that dito ko natutunan yung totoong pag-layman pag-simplify ng technical terms kasi pag sinabi mong nuclear di ba ang daming mga high-tech na term Technologies, ganyan na kailangan mong ipaliwanag. Kapag sinabi mo yung nuclear bomb, agad ang naiisip na tao yeah. eh. That's right, nuclear bomb ka agad. Oh. So ito nga, tsaka pag sinabi mong radiation, iba na yung nasa isip nila. Maisip nila yung siguro yung nangyayari, nangyayari sa Chernobyl, mga ganun. Mm. Tsaka sa mga scene, sa mga films. So I learned how to use illustrations dito eh to make people understand more about the atom and the radiation. For example, di ba sinabi may radiation scare? So ang ginawa ng PNR at that time, in-explain ba yung radiation levels that radiation levels are very safe dito sa Philippines and then in-explain also that radiation is actually all around us, no? Lahat yan sa soil, sa grasses, sa x-ray. Pag sumakay ka ng airplane, may radiation yon. And even when you eat 
a banana. <laughs> may recommendation <laughs> ka. Nakakakain doon. Gusto ko kayang, Pero, <laughs> kayang banana example na yun. Natutunan yun eh. So, everybody eats banana. So, wala namang nangyayari. Yeah, because sobrang safe yung radiation level na nakukuha natin sa bananas. And then whatever radiation levels we had at that time, during March 2011 yun eh, it was on a very, very safe level. So yun yung mga natutunan ko about nuclear communication na talagang nag-stick sa akin hanggang sa ngayon. Yeah, it, and that's, I think, the most memorable experience I had related with my work. Oh, ang ganda. <laughs> Oo, naalala ko tuloy yan. Parang this is kind of like how some people market yung food na parang, ah, oh, ano to, sobrang clean nito kasi walang chemicals to. Parang ako, but everything is chemicals. Parang what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> Lahat ng bagay ay gawa sa uh, chemicals. So parang yung, 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 we have to be more discerning of the things that we hear, basically, no? Huwag tayong magpadala sa takot, matuto tayong magtanong. Yun naman ang message na na-reinforce again and again in science communication. Correct. Says, do Correct. not just accept diba? these things at face value. Learn to, yes. to question. Although, in the process of questioning these things, syempre hindi maiwasan na meron tayong mga concerns, mga objections about so many things. And definitely, for a topic as controversial as nuclear power, I am sure na maraming na-encounter si Ms. Fram na objections about nuclear power. So, maybe can you give us like two to three of the most common objections that you hear about nuclear power and how you typically respond to them? Siguro, ano, gusto ko mag-zero in lang sa one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Pinaka lang talaga. The only major thing that people are concerned with is on safety. Aha. And this is because there is very little information on safety of nuclear power. And this is why people are concerned. Tapos, syempre, pag nanonood sila ng mga movies na ganito yung nuclear nangyayari sa mga <laughs> oh, tao. Disaster. Yeah, mga disaster, nuclear disasters, uh, more often kasi, mga mali naman yung nasa, alam mo naman, pag sa movies, fiction. Yeah. So, most often, ay hindi naman tama yung pinoportray doon na nangyayari. Ayun. And, of course, not, everything is absolutely safe. No? Hindi naman namin sinasabi na nuclear is 100% safe. Diba? You can ride a taxi, but you cannot say that you are 100% safe. safe. You may be, diba? You are sleeping in your bedroom. You cannot say you Actually, are 100% safe. Diba? Yeah, so, 100% safe. Oh, oh. It's the same with nuclear power. And experts on safety have already laid policies. Meron tayong mga Polisiya, may mga laws, may procedures to ensure that nuclear power is safe in a in a given location. No, for example, di ba sa I don't know if you've visited already yung BNPP. Ako hindi yung, pa. Ingit na ako eh. Gusto ko nga talagang bumisita. <laughs> Ayon. I, I want to see for myself. Ano. Actually, you can you can actually request the BNPP ah. management. Yes, meron kaming natanggap na request. Uh, just, I think, yesterday or today. So, i-coordinate lang namin sa BNPP. So, if you want really to visit it and with your own hands, touch yeah. this thing. Yes, that would be so eyes. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ayun po. So, yung nuclear reactor natin, naka-dome shape siya, ganyan. Kasi, and yung mga walls nila, one meter thick, all those things, those are all safety-related na mga sinusunod ng bawat nuclear reactor and nuclear plant. So, this is one of the responsibilities of PNRI. As a regulator, PNRI makes sure that everything is in check when it comes to safety. 
So, yun po. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I think that pretty much covers it. Kasi ito nga eh, that is the one thing that I hear a lot about yung main objection about nuclear power. I mean, there are other things like yung waste disposal, yung finances, the never-ending right. debate about the Bataan nuclear power plant. And yun uh-huh. nga, I, I am not an expert on these things. I am, like most of our listeners, still learning, no, absorbing mm-hmm. what I learned from communicators like Ms. Fram. But, you know, I think the, the only way we can really have a solid conclusion about this whole topic is for us to educate then <laughs> educate ourselves eh, no? mm-hmm. for us to learn about nuclear power before we share our opinions the good the bad the everything in between so i mm-hmm. think that's the only key to having a nuanced discussion about this important topic lalo na as the philippines is, as we've all read it's facing an energy crisis in the coming years and right. we have to we really have to look into sustainable solutions for our country or else we're all screwed just to put it bluntly right um, right right and and you know like i've said kanina the nuclear power is a controversial topic for for good reason naman kaya nga there's a thing such as communicating nuclear science eh. kasi nga it's not as simple as nuclear good or nuclear bad so what are some tips that you can share with us when you have to communicate controversial science topics to the public Mm-hmm. I know you are already a master of this. <laughs> so, but some tips that I can share. Just like what I shared kanina din sa Fukushima experience, importante na i-explain yung technical things in a way that people can understand them better. I think this is very, very essential sa ating mga science communicators. Kasi pagkukonti yung knowledge mo o kukonti yung knowledge ng tao, matatakot sila talaga for whatever it is. no. But this is where science communications, particularly science risk communication, is very, very important. So that's my number one tip. Number one tip, explain technical things in a way that people can understand them. And isa pa, unahan mo agad yung fake news or disinformation or misinformation. Kasi yun nga, <laughs> nakaka-relate ka ba? Yeah, actually, <laughs> hindi kita ng audience natin, but I actually gave Miss Fram a thumbs up instinctively. Yeah. <laughs> Kasi parang alaking problema ng fake news ngayon, ng misinformation ngayon. Mm-hmm. Right. And yun, kasi most often, people will believe the first information that comes to them. Yeah. Kaya pag nakikita na natin na medyo may magkakaroon ng, ng issue siguro, unahan na natin as science communicators. Let's educate the people before rumor mongers get to them first. Very, very ano yun, important. But this is really easier said than done, no? Yes. So that means that we always have to be on our toes. Hindi ko rin alam kung paano ba talaga uunahan. Pero ayun, <laughs> kailangan nating aralin din <laughs> yung kabilang side. How they work so that we can move ahead of them, no? Parang ganon. So aralin din natin. Kailangan din natin yung mga experts talaga na nag-aaral tungkol dito para maunahan natin sila. Kasi mahirap talaga if they get to people first, tapos yun, fake information, then maniniwala na yung mga tao. Yeah. Isa pang tip siguro naman, sasabi ko is that, i-assert natin konte kung sino tayo. Like, di naman sa pagmamayabang, but <laughs> uh, this is why you have to show to the people why they have to believe you for what you are saying. Like, If you say that this information is from the Philippine Nuclear Research Institute, I believe that may authority yon 
at credibility because nobody else knows more about nuclear than PNRI. Mga ganon. So, kunwari sa science and technology, this information comes from the DOST or from, di ba mga ganyan, pag uh, metal sa Verified sources. Yeah, yeah, verified sources. So, magkaroon ng konting malevel up talaga yung sinasabi mong information because mayroong authority and credibility yung mga sinasite mong sources. So, yun po yung mga tips na pwede kong ishare when communicating controversial science topics to the public. Oh, and those are really good tips. Lagi ko ang sinasabi sa... Pag na-invite akong mag-workshop or mag-lecture sa mga students or aspiring science communicators, I always end my presentations with a simple quote that I made up. <laughs> you should always aim to make your audience smarter, not to make your yourself look smarter. Hindi mo ipapakita sa sarili sa kanila na napakagaling ko, ako ang genius sa science. Hindi, your goal should be para maintindi, mas maintindihan ng mga tao yung science, hopefully on the same level as you. If your goal yeah. is to just, diba, to show off na magaling ka sa science, wag ka na lang mag-communicate na science because you're not helping. Correct. Your goal should be to be that bridge between science and the public. The public has no time to get into the nitty-gritty of science the way that scientists do. Obviously, lahat tayo may kanya-kanyang role sa society. But for us to be on the same page about applying science in everyday life, we have to uh, to have at least a baseline understanding of what these scientific concepts are all about. Correct. Tama yung sinabi mo, we are the bridge, diba? From the scientists or from the S&T field to the common people. So, napakalaking responsibility nito for okay. us. Yeah. I'm curious lang ako, Ms. Fram, if you could be a science communicator mm-hmm. for another advocacy, what would that advocacy be and why? Pinag-isipan ko talaga ito eh. <laughs> ano kaya? Pero actually, ang, ang pinaka-near sa puso ko is yung biotechnology field or mm-hmm. genetic engineering. Kasi just like nuclear energy, ang dami din yung applications. So pwede, pwede mag-improve yung crops mo, mag-improve yung yield, the quality of the produce. It can help uh, cure diseases like diabetes, hepatitis, mga ganun, mga lymphoma, mga, may cancer din yata. So, ang, ang laki din ng applications ng biotechnology. So, I think, pag may isa pang field na pwede akong i-advocate, ito yung sa biotechnology or genetic engineering. Ako. Yeah, ako rin, agree ako dyan. Kasi ako rin, I've done quite a bit of work. Not super lots of work like some of the actual biotechnology communicators who specialize in biotechnology do. But I've done my fair bit of work. And ang daming ang misunderstandings and objections about biotechnology that I right. think science communicators like us can address. Yeah. This wasn't a very long episode, but it was great. It's I always have fun talking to a fellow science communicator kasi feeling ko yung hugot ko, hugot nyo rin. So parang feeling ko on some level, diba talaga nagkakaintindihan tayo. And I really, it really makes me feel good that, that you know, the community of science communicators in the Philippines is mm-hmm. is actually healthy and thriving. So I just want to say thank you for right, the work you yun do. Yun na nakakatuwa, dumadaw na tayo. Oh, yeah. so yeah. Thank you for the work you do. I know it's not easy. <laughs> but I'm sure that our listeners would have some questions for you or would have some, maybe some concerns with nuclear power maybe or just in general want to talk to you. Ano ba yung best ways to reach out to you? Mm-hmm. Biko ako naman, nasa Facebook lang ako. You know that. <laughs> 
Okay. They, they can just search me from Elia Viernes. Yun yung maiden name ko. And also on Instagram as Fram V. F-R-A-M-V-E-E. Or pwede nang i-message ako dun sa Facebook page ng Philippine Nuclear Research Institute. And I'm sure, mababasa ko talaga. It's sure that ako yung magbabasa nun. Alright. And of course, we cannot end this episode without asking you for your piece of advice, your one nugget of wisdom for aspiring scientists out there, especially if they want to practice here in the Philippines. So what would your advice be? Siguro hindi aspiring scientists, but mm-hmm. more on aspiring science communicators. communicators. Yan. So kasi dyan yung uh, field ko eh. So first, really, kagaya din yung sinabi mo kanina, first is to really love and appreciate science and technology. Kasi you cannot give what you do not have, di ba? So when you have this real love for science, mag-overflow yan eh. Just like what you do, di ba? Yeah. Meron kang website, meron kang <laughs> podcast, then you have your consultancy works, mga seminars and trainings. It's all because of your real love for science. So ganun dapat. Merong totoong pagmamahal sa science and technology. Second is to understand how communication can help move science from the shelves. Siguro to yung sa library shelves, mm-hmm. sa laboratory shelves. To uh, move it from the shelves to the home, diba? to the living room, to the kitchen, to the study room, and to the lives of people. Yung mga scientists natin, they are really making wonderful things to improve our lives. But why are people not very aware of these developments? Yung mga research, yung mga inventions that are actually helping us. And why are people not even aware that they are already enjoying the fruits and results of R&D? It's because they do not know. And this is why science communication is very important. And siguring third na advice ko is to find your advocacy because this will drive you to move. So kahit walang bayad, kahit walang PF o konti lang o token lang, basta ito yung gusto mong gawin, gagawin mo ito because ito ay galing dun sa puso mo. Beautiful. I just want to end then by quoting yung one of my science communicator idols then from when I was a kid. No? Si... The late Ernie Baron. No, kilala natin siya. Oh. Oh, na, kung tayo ay lumaki noong 90s, alam natin sa weather, sa right. trivia, no? sabi nga niya lagi, kung walang knowledge, walang power. So let us be empowered by knowledge, by scientific knowledge. And for science communicators, let us be the bridge through which the public can be empowered by science. Correct, so, correct. Yun. So thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Fram, for sharing your time and your expertise, your experiences with us. Hopefully, someday, you can be here on the podcast again. I think we have a lot to talk Yay. about. Pa. Oh. Yeah. It's really my pleasure to be here, Miko. Kasi dati, nagko-coordinate lang kami for our experts. And then, <laughs> ngayon ako lang nakasalang, di ba? Parang, oh. Oh, really, yung as theory, nakikita ko na it just goes to show how exhaustive as theory is. Kasi it aims to make all voices heard, diba? That is scientists, kaya science communicators. Yeah, that is our belief. <laughs> no, talagang shine the spotlight on Pinoy science. And Pinoy science cannot be complete without scientists and science communicators. Yay! So, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And take care of yourself. Stay safe. Keep in yeah. touch. Message, message sa Facebook. Yes po. Same po, Miko. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the listeners and the followers of Ask Theory. Have a good day po. Good day, good night, <laughs> wherever you are <laughs> in the, this part of the world. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!